Hello, Scaling Up Nation. Trace Blackmore here, the host of Scaling Up H2O. Folks, how awesome is it that we get to talk to each other each and every week? I want to thank the Scaling Up Nation for writing into me and letting me know that you want to hear this show more often. Otherwise, you would not be hearing it more often. Of course, as you know, it is a lot more work to produce a weekly show, but you find folks in the nation are worth it because you're letting me know that this show is doing something for you. So I, of course, do not mind at all making sure that we come to you each and every week. Of course, in order to do that, I've got to have material. And Scaling Up Nation, you know my plea each and every show is that I need your questions. I need your input about what guests you want me to talk to. And I want to make sure that I'm bringing that stuff to you. Now, in order to do that, you've got a couple of different options. A couple of you have done this, but not many of you have. You can go on scalinguph2o.com and on the right-hand side of the webpage, you can record a voicemail and send directly to me and your voice might be played on Scaling Up H2O and we will get your question answered. Now, the method that most of you are more comfortable using, and thank you for those that are, you guys are going to my ideas page on the website and you're letting me know what ideas you have for the show. Whatever method you use, please make sure you use it because I am always scared I'm going to run out of questions. Now, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to do a show about questions that you have for me. So the first thing that I want to do before we get into questions is apologize to the Scaling Up Nation. I know it's unbelievable that on occasion I misspeak, but that's exactly what I did. I misspoke. On episode 46, which was the one about phosphate testing, guys, I got to tell you, that was a very fun show for me to do because I got to work in the lab on things that I thought were working properly, but I put things to the test and I proved in my own mind that methods that we were using were indeed plausible. I felt like a mythbuster, but I was so excited. I misspoke. And here's what I misspoke about on episode 46. I am an RSI guy, the Risner Stability Index. That's what my dad taught me, and I've just been using that forever. And I misspoke, and I meant to say RSI, and I said LSI, which is the Longelier Stability Index, and I transposed those. So for the record, I apologize, and I know folks are listening to this show because I got so many emails telling me that I messed that up. And for the record, I did immediately put that on the show notes page for episode 46. And if you haven't listened to the episode, it's scalinguph2o.com forward slash 46. But here's how it goes. RSI and PSI, they are all stability indices. And what they do is they help us determine at what point are we either depositing or we are dissolving calcium carbonate. And then they each have a little different method to do that. If you go to that show notes page of episode 46, you can see I actually break that down on what that does. 
In fact, I go in deeper on what LSI, RSI, and PSI are on show 24, that's scalinguph2o.com forward slash 24, and you can see all the calculations on what LSI, RSI, and PSI are on that show notes page. But here's, here's the quick and easy layout. LSI is a scale between negative three and three, so zero is right smack dab in the middle, and anything below zero is considered non-scaling. Anything above zero is considered scaling. Now, RSI and PSI work from a 1 to 12 scale, meaning that 6 is in the middle. And anything below 6 means it has a scaling tendency. And anything above 6 means it has a non-scaling tendency. So, Nation, I apologize that I got so excited as I was doing this episode that I misspoke. But here it is for the record. I've corrected it. Of course, it was on my show notes page. So, I hope you guys feel a lot better about it. Now let's go ahead and get to some questions for today's show. One listener writes in, what are some of the favorite items that you've recommended on scaling up H2O? Well, as you know, it is very difficult to find good tools that help us in our day-to-day if we're not asking each other what they are. It's very difficult to go out and buy all these things and see what works. So when I hear from a fellow water trader that they do something that helps them, or I know from personal experience that I can use something that helps me, I try to share that with you. Well, I don't think it's any secret. One of my favorite tools is Audible. And I talk a lot about Audible on the show. Audible and Scaling Up H2O have a partnership. And I love Audible because it allows me to read on my time. We are in the car working. We don't have time to read. So Audible is the way that I read so many books. So you can get a free month of Audible at scalinguph2o.com forward slash Audible. And that gives you a free book and a free month so you can try it out. It's the way that I read 35 books a year. It's the way that I get more information for me to bring to you on this show. So try it out. Go to Audible at scalinguph2o.com forward slash Audible. My all-time favorite tool to service with is my Leatherman. And there's a bunch of different Leathermans out there. My favorite Leatherman is the SuperTool 300. And it's got way more stuff than I ever use, but it's a nice size. It allows me to use it instead of going back down to my truck when I'm servicing. And I can't tell you how many needless trips it has saved me from. So what I've done with that, I've actually created an affiliate page for that. So if you go to scalinguph2o.com forward slash tool, T-O-O-L, that will take you straight to an affiliate link that I've set up and then you can order that. Now, I wanna talk a little bit about affiliate links because my goal is not to sell you all this stuff. My goal is to make it easier for you to find the tools that we are talking about here. So Amazon and Scaling Up H2O have an affiliate agreement, which means when you go and say buy that multi-tool going to scalinguph2o.com forward slash tool, 
Amazon will pay me a commission, but it's not going to make any difference to you because whether you would buy it straight off the Amazon site or go to the link that I set up, it's the exact same price, but because I promoted that tool and got you to go to that site, Amazon's going to pay a little commission. That helps me pay some of the bills around here. So that's how that works. And I want to make sure that it's easy for you to find this stuff. My second favorite tool is my flashlight. And folks, we all need a great flashlight in order for us to detect the problems on surveys, for us to investigate things in our accounts. And I have a flashlight that it's fairly bright. And it has a laser on it, so it's so cool to point things out to customers and not have to switch over to one of those little cat toy laser pointers. I don't know you all know what I'm talking about. But the flashlight has a laser built in on it, and that is scalinguph2o.com forward slash flashlight. And I have to say that I do not service without those tools. Those two things have saved me so much time and made me more efficient. I can't say enough about those. So hands down, those are my favorite tools. And the question is, okay, what are the favorite items that you recommend? And I also get a lot of questions about, you know, can you direct me to the show notes page that had this book on it or that had this tool on it? And I know it's a little difficult to go through each one of the show notes and find which link we have in there. And by the way, we do that for you, the Scaling Up Nation. Anytime a guest or myself mention any products or books, we always link those to the show notes because I know you're out there driving and you don't have time to pull over and write that stuff down. You never have to worry about that because we're going to take those notes for you. All you have to do is go on the website and get that. So what we have done to make that even easier for you is we've created a resource page on the website. So if you go on the website, scalinguph2o.com, how many times have I said that on this show? And you go to the resource page, you will see my top recommended books. You will see my top recommended tools. And we're doing that just to make that a little bit easier for you. Now, we've also created videos around all these products so you can see what you're ordering. What I have done, I've either shown you how to use it on a video or at the very least, I'm showing you what you're going to get when Amazon delivers that package at your door. So you'll have those videos available to you as well. All right, so my next question is about titration. So now we're working in our test kit and we're getting ready to do a titration. And the question is, how can you find the new drop count when you change the sample size? So let's talk about this question a little bit. So you've got a standardized drop count test kit and you are testing, let's say nitrite, because everybody out there is probably testing nitrite. And it is 50 ppm per drop when you have a 5 mil sample. I'm sure everybody out there is familiar with that test. If you're not, the information's good. Just roll with it. So as long as we want to stay within that 50 ppm equals a drop, that test kit is awesome. But let's say we want to narrow that. Let's say we were doing a system size using what we did. We uh, went ahead and we put some sodium nitrite in the system. 
we weighed it first, we knew how much was in there before we put it in, we let it distribute evenly throughout the system, and now we want to get an accurate system size from this procedure. Well, 50 parts per million isn't going to get us the number that we want. And my preference is to use a spectrophotometer when I'm doing this type of testing, but you can also do it with titration. Here's how you can do it with the nitrite test. And folks, this translates to every drop count test that we have. So I need you in your mind's eye, think about running the nitrite test. And the normal parts per million is every time I put a drop in, it equals 50. And the original sample size, when that drop count equals 50, is 5 mils. So 5 mils per sample. And if I had 10 drops before it turned blue, that means I had a nitrite of 500. Pretty easy stuff. Okay, so now let's manipulate this test. So you're going to have to do some math, and I'm sorry, but that's just how it is. So you need to figure out, okay, what your new sample size that you're going to use is. So in this case, let's say instead of five mils of sample size, we're going to take that up to 50 mils of sample size. And then simply what we're going to do is we're going to divide our new sample size by our original sample size. So our new sample size is 50. We divide that by the original drop counts, what the procedure said, which was five. So that's going to give us 10. Okay, pretty easy so far. And then what was the original drop count when we had a five mil sample? Well, that was 50. So we're going to take that 50 and divide that by the 10 that we just got. And we now know that in a 50 mil sample, each drop will equal five parts per million, in this case, as nitrite. Now, I'm sure I'm going to get letters in that people are asking, well, is that sodium nitrite? Is that just regular nitrite? Well, folks, it depends on your test. So you need to know what test you're using, and then that is what it's going to translate into. But the cool thing about drop test, about titrations, is you can use that procedure that we did on any one of them. Really cool. You're not stuck with what was shipped to you in that box. You can make that test work for you to get the information that you need to have. Last question comes from a relatively new water treater, and he asks, how do I know if I'm doing a good job since I'm so new to the water treatment industry? And folks, we've all been there. We've all started at one point or another. Some of us might have started 20-something years ago. Some of us might have started 20 days ago. So how are you keeping track with how you're doing as far as progression as becoming the best water treater that you can be? So I'm going to answer that question with, did you ever have an expectations conversation with all the people involved in your career? So yourself, what do you expect out of yourself and when do you expect to have those items done? Now, when you're brand new, that might be difficult to answer. So it's important to get a sounding board, to get people together that you trust that you want to become like, that you want to use what they've done so you can start going down that path and asking them, okay, can you help me define this? And some great people to ask are your managers, your trainers, your business owner. 
these people, they would love to have a conversation with you about what your goals should be and at what level you should be at at certain points in time. And folks, if you are not setting time deadlines to these goals, they're no good. You have to work towards something or it's just a dream and you're never going to get there. Something that has really helped me is I have always had a mentor. I've had several. I'm very lucky that I've had several, but that didn't happen just by accident. Folks, I went out and I asked people, hey, would you mentor me? And this is how I see this working from both sides. Of course, I didn't have to do that with my dad. That just came as part of the package. But when I met Bruce Ketrick Sr. and Jay Farmery, I did go up to those individuals and said, hey, I really admire what it is that you do and how you do it and the amount of knowledge that you have. And that is something that I want to do in my career. Can you help me get there? And both of those gentlemen very graciously said yes. And as you know, I've had them on the show. I'm going to have them on a real show, not just a question and answer show. We're going to do some interviews with Jay and Bruce. But those two gentlemen have been tremendous in the development of my career. So have you done that? And what a great conversation to have with that person to say, well, where should I be in a year's time? Where should I be in six months time? Where should I be in two years time? I will answer the question this way, that in five years, if you are a professional water treater and you do not have your certified water technologist designation, you did not do something correctly. Remember, you're in this industry, make this industry better because you are in it and because you are in it and you're the best at what it is that you do, you're going to show people that by the certified water technologist designation. So I hope Everybody has on their goal that if they have not achieved their CWT within five years, you're doing something incorrectly. So hopefully this will help. As you know, this is the best job I can ever think of. I love being in water treatment. And it's my hope when you ask yourself the questions, where should I be in this amount of time that Throughout the way, you were always asking yourself why. Why does this work the way that it does? Why did my trainer, why did my manager ask me to do this? And now when you ask yourself why, it's a much higher level why than where it was a month ago or a year ago. You constantly have to challenge yourself by knowing the whys behind what you do and if you're not asking yourself why, you're not challenging yourself. And as I said before, if you're not challenging yourself, you probably don't have goals set up for yourself. And if you have goals and they're not getting done, I'm willing to bet you don't have deadlines for that. And that's my advice to you is that you start with all of those items. I really appreciate you guys writing these questions in. It's so cool to be able to answer them. It's also really cool for me to uh, figure out what different guests to invite on based on the questions that you ask. So please keep those coming. 
Let me know what you want Scaling Up H2O to do for you. And I want to thank you for listening for this week on Scaling Up. And of course, on our new format, I will talk to you again next week on every water treater's favorite podcast, Scaling Up H2O.